0: No, Hello everyone and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves.
1: And my name is Rob McFarlane. And uh, how are we doing this week, Ben?
0: I'm doing alright, man. I'm doing alright. It's been a long week. It's been a fucking long all week, you know. I'm trying to juggle work.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just work.
0: It's just yeah, work. works, work. <laughs> <laughs> how about yourself? All good?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll just leave uh, it there. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Uh... <laughs> I'm uh, dropping my
0: microphone. Sounds like the tornado's going well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh no no drop dropping my <laughs> gotham just had a fucking landslide <laughs> no i've got uh, i've got a very particularly um very particularly precarious microphone set up today so sure uh, that's yeah.
0: when i think of spending hundreds of pounds on microphones i do often think of balancing them on top of a house of cards look
1: man i'm a sound engineer okay my my, <laughs> my levels of respect are very different from yours <laughs> It's been a busy film week. Uh, um, I watched Blumhouse's uh, Fantasy Island. That was... Um... Why? <laughs> because Why? I... <laughs> so, you know, I read the other day. I read that that's kind of based on the TV show. I was like, what? Do you know what? Because I wasn't expecting it to be a horror. I mean, obviously it's Blumhouse, whatever. But like, I'd seen the trailer and I was like, okay, this seems like it's going to be a mystery film. What? And I started watching it and I was like, this is this is okay. And then about halfway through, I was like... Oh, no, this is just, this is really terrible. Yeah. And uh, But in a way, I started really enjoying how terrible it was. Stop it. Fuck it. I tried watching the new Resident Evil. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How did that go for you?
0: Uh, Fell asleep. Okay, nice. I'm not sure how to, how to take that, though. I'm a big uh, fan of the games.
1: Right, yeah. As we
0: all, well, the first three, yeah. So, yeah, so this is based on the first, first four. Two. Oh,
1: yeah, okay, fair, nice. It was,
0: it was okay for a little while. I don't know if I told you about this, but me and my nephew tried to watch us in the cinema. Right. But we, we accidentally booked the 4DX. Oh, God. At Cineworld. Dude, it was like a fucking roller coaster. We <laughs> had no clue what was happening. Yeah. We got put in a chair. And on, yep. the, on the the arm of the chair, it says it had two switches. One said water spray on and water spray off. And I was like, oh what God. the fuck is this <laughs> in a cinema? I'm like, are we in like some sort of splash zone for a zombie movie? What the shit? During a the time then, of COVID, yeah, yeah. Dude, This is what I was it's thinking. I was like, some is going to be like spritzing me from a, from like the side of the row. I'm literally going to punch someone in the face. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Dude, when it panned, oh. and bear in mind, this movie is like, it's pan heavy. Yeah, When it pans and sweeps, right? Your chair fucking moves in the direction. It was motion sickness 101. It was like, hey, have you ever had motion sickness? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down, sit down. The fucking, there is like a wall of fans (laughs) either side of this thing and they all kick in at once. And this is where the water spray came from. And I was like, how is the water spray controlled from the arm of my chair when it's coming from an enormous fuck off fan? Over there. I'm like, what about if the middle person
1: has said yes? <gasps> what are we doing today, Ben? What are we doing? We're back on the Kevin Smith train, man. Yes. For the viewers universe. Amazing, amazing. So we've already done uh, the Incredible Clerks, we've done the mediocre Morats. See, I um, knew you were gonna say this. Yeah. And we're now moving on to for me, what is possibly Kevin Smith's best film? And and I only say possibly because
0: Whoa. Tusk? <laughs> you know I'm not a
1: fan. <laughs> But I, I, I just for me, for me, I think uh, chasing Amy is is where everything <laughs> fell together. I, I, mean, I mean, I'm assuming you're also a
0: fan. Uh, this this movie is uh, so close to my heart. It's unreal. This is this is why I couldn't give Clerks a ten. This movie is your aorta. This is yeah. This is the this is the third <laughs> chamber of <Ben's> heart. <laughs> this is my ventricle. <laughs> this is why I couldn't give Clerks a ten though, because mm. I knew Chase and Amy was coming. Gotcha.
1: So this this is I'm, I'm gonna I'm not we're not we're not we're not, uh, we're not gonna skip ahead to the scores just yet. No, but, uh, but but I've got you know I've got some ideas. You've got your suspicions. <laughs> I do. I do. But I mean. I I I feel like we have to say if you've not seen this film before this podcast we put the spoilers included tag yes not everyone's going to do this because I some people to make don't a care. know of that cuz I will forget
0: but everyone's saying <laughs> <laughs> spoilers ahead good
1: uh I I, I just want to say that if you've not seen this film I I really do recommend that you pause us here uh we're not going anywhere this is only once a week and it's barely that we are doing our best uh go watch the film Uh, And then come back and and listen to this because the film is incredible and the film is incredible in lots of ways that we are going to potentially step on with this podcast because we can't really talk about this film fairly without talking about a few key plot things that at least for the first time viewer are going to come as a surprise. So go away, leave us, watch the film come back we will still be
0: here 100% make sure that you watch this before the podcast because or don't free will's a thing free it well, uh, kind of is it might be it's it might not, not be it's it not. might be a simulation we don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what i'm saying is is the the impact that this film has even today in 2022 is as impressive as it was back in the day yes And for you to not experience that because of two knobheads from the UK chatting bollocks on a podcast isn't fair. So it's not for you to go and watch the movie. It's more so that we don't feel guilty on ruining the movie for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, not ruining the movie, but I feel like I'm taking something away from that initial experience because it meant so much to me.
1: And i'm guessing it meant so much to you
0: 100 percent so we don't want that for you so go watch it come back to us i, th-
1: I think i think the other thing to, to mention is this film when it came out was um for me at least incredibly progressive for 1997 this is an incredibly progressive film but between 1997 it's 1979 <laughs> between 1997 <laughs> and now <laughs> st- stuff's gone on there's been a whole movement there's there's been things that you know there's mm. there's that whole groups of people have come into mainstream acceptance and and, and there's a conversation now about, but I, I struggle to find terms to refer to the social, sweeping social changes that have happened in the last five years without sounding like an alt-right nutter.
0: Before we get into this, though, we just, have you watched it yet? If not, this is your final warning. Pause it here, go and watch it, rejoin us. We'll give you a moment. That's enough.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad you enjoyed the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the tissues down. (laughs) (laughs) We're not saying what end you needed them for. We're just saying. They might be happy. They might be sad. Don't know. (laughs) What a way to welcome someone back to a room. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's how I'm going to do it from here on. Now, whenever anyone
0: like comes back into a room, I'll be like, put the tissues down. Yeah, yeah.
1: Waste paper bins over there. Yeah. Happy
0: or sad tissues? What are we saying?
1: Crispy or soggy? Um. So. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) My crispy tears. (laughs) there's so much salt in them see (laughs) right moving away from salty liquids yes this film and the last five years of social progress that have been made i think there's an interesting dynamic there but i don't know what do you refer to the the last couple years of social change as without sounding like trump i don't know i don't okay we'll call it steve steve right okay we can call it steve in the last few years steve comes about and he's like look microaggressions uh and uh acceptability and not viewing things from the heteronormative straight white male perspective all of which i'm firmly in favor of sure this film predates that by a good while and there are moments in it where that's apparent that i don't think are actually to the film's detriment which we'll get into
0: yeah so Shall we just
1: quick briefly do the imdb synopsis we can do the
0: IMDb. okay so the imdb synopsis is holden and banky are comic book artists Everything going good for them until they meet Alyssa, also a comic book artist. Indeed, Holden falls for her, but his hopes are crushed when he finds out she's a lesbian. Indeed, I don't think that this is entirely correct. Well, I
1: don't think it is, but I think for somebody who hasn't seen the film,
0: that's a good synopsis to give. I think if you're this far into the podcast and haven't seen the film, oh no, I meant I meant
1: for IMDb. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but I think, okay, I think yeah, yeah. that was one of my first. That was one of my first issues with it, is that watching the film and Alyssa being presented as a, as a lesbian, okay, and then Ben Affleck does his whole thing of like I love you and this, that, and the other, and I'm like, dude, you're not. She's not going to change her sexuality to be with you. Like, it's, it's not how that's it works.
0: The, that's the challenge, though, isn't it? This is this is where it comes in. This is where it's like it's it's uh, the whole story is mm. um, a, a heterosexual cis white male. Mm-hmm. Falls for what? a lesbian. What, yeah, he,
1: what, 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 what he and we as the audience are told is a lesbian.
0: Yeah. And then the the story goes of his almost like immaturity, like emotional oh, immaturity, to be sort of like I can yeah. be the one. It it kind of represents the the misguided idea that being anything other than heterosexual can mm. be cured or yeah, can yeah. be like or isn't
1: the norm or isn't exactly yeah, yeah. the conversation they have on the swings. Yeah, but yeah.
0: But then you have Alyssa who is like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't care about your fucking your weird little societal standards. I don't yeah. care about what you perceive to be normal. This mm-hmm. is what I am. This is me. Yes, take it or leave it. Yes, and it's a very fucking refreshing take for 1997. Oh, it's
1: insanely, insanely refreshing. To yeah. 1997.
0: And it's it's written so
1: fucking well. Incredibly, incredibly, so
0: fucking well. Just
1: man. going back to that point, I think the mm-hmm. the problem that I had was because we as the audience and 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 whole, you know, it's been presented that she is lesbian. I'm like, well, there's no fucking way. So when they do eventually end up together, I'm like, ooh, ooh, this is is problematic. But where it then saves itself is the fact that, of course, she isn't. We then later find out again in a second reveal that she's bisexual, and then that's what Holden has the problem with. But the
0: bisexuality thing isn't... Isn't presented in a way. I think the language back then, like mm. bisexuality and pansexual, and this this kind of like mm. the middle. You had like two options. You yeah. know what I mean. You were you were heterosexual
1: mm-hmm. or you were homosexual.
0: I don't think it's it's to it a degree. Until, I mean,
1: he had Bowie in the in the seventies. Uh, sure, it. man, sure. But I, these are like rare exceptions. I mean, look at look and also today, how like, you know Bowie in New Jersey, probably probably not that popular. Uh, uh, a, a sort of cultural moment in New Jersey.
0: I yeah, I mean, I still don't think there's many people in Jersey today that would know about Bowie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, this is my point, this is my point. Uh, okay. he's, he's very much more a UK sort of thing, you know? Yeah, he was big in America, but I think for different reasons. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But and and in a know, different part of I'm his saying, career. Though. Of course I do, yeah, of course I do. That's, yeah.
0: like a, that's like a fucking, that's like a one-off. David Bowie mm. isn't fucking human, you know I mean? David mm. Bowie was gifted to us for a little mm. while. He was on loan.
1: That's a nice way of putting it.
0: Yeah. So back, uh, back in 1997, mm. excuse the voice break. I am 33 years old. You're a grown man with big boy trousers. <laughs> I am a big boy. <laughs> yes, you are. In 1997, I don't think that the term like bisexual or pansexual or any of these things were like widely accepted or widely used or widely understood for that matter. You know
1: what I mean? Oh, I mean, pansexual was an invention of Steve. I mean, pansexual, Pansexuals obviously existed, I guess so. but they weren't they weren't defined uh, for me at least, and I think for most people I know, until Steve came along and and defined them. I'd
0: agree with that. I think that's a that's a very sort of like I don't know what it is. I don't think it's because Steve was here. Like for me personally, I'm pansexual. Steve's always been a part. Like Steve's always been there. He's always been nameless and a yeah. little bit confusing. And I guess the kind of the being able to explore and like yeah. understand it and and talk about it a lot more openly now is
1: is like well that's what i'm referring to with steve uh, you know steve is the is the, is the you steve steve's the openness steve's, steve's the buddy the, the cultural guy. conversation that's moved forward okay. whereas previously we'd have just been like uh well you know you might talk about it when you're drunk you know yeah but it's yeah, not yeah. the sort of thing it's not as certain we would all have been the uh the jason lee character in this oh banky banky yeah, yeah. she said fuck she said fuck. <laughs> yeah, you fucker." fuck her? Yeah. What, with like a strap on? <laughs> Fucking now, love that guy, man. I do too, despite his many, many problems. I think he is fantastic. And I think of, of all the films, just to come away from the sort of core of the film for a moment and just talk about some of the things around it, mm-hmm. I think the reason this trumps More Rats for me in, in almost every way is because although Morats is kind of more flagrant and more try-hard with its comic book culture... Mm-hmm. vibe i think this is the one where smith nails it yeah of course uh, uh, more you know. rats
0: is a different breed it's a it's yeah. a different it's not even a different league it's a different game yeah you know what I mean? more rats is like that haha i put a hand in my ass and now i'm gonna feed him yeah, a pretzel. exactly yeah you know what i mean whereas this one's like i'm gonna turn society upside down and talk about <laughs> everything that no one's talking about and it's like whoa yeah. whoa whoa what
1: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you and go I... from fucking <laughs> chocolate covered pretzel <laughs> to uh,
0: to this it's insane I get what you're saying though. And I also understand I also understand what you're saying in the Mall Rats episode where mm. you're like, this is taking a dip for me because I know what's yeah, coming. And
1: I and I and I feel I feel like when when it comes to comic book culture and sort of the the acceptance of it, I feel like the the comic book culture in rats is quite tokenistic, whereas this is quite naturalistic. And yes. I think that the, the main difference I've got a larger point about this, but, but but the main difference is when Kevin Smith is making a film about something personal that's directly experienced by him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like clerks, you know, clerks yes. one of his best films because it's about something that he has personal experience of. Yeah. And Chasing Amy again, I mean, although not directly one to one that this is by bio- autobiographical, it's inspired by his problems he had as a relatively suburban catholic straight white dude meeting somebody who was more sexually experienced than
0: yeah. him. Yeah. He wrote this movie as therapy.
1: Yes. Yes he,
0: he did this to confront his own struggles that he was having with his girlfriend at the time yeah um Joey Adams who uh, plays Alyssa in she this does. movie and I, I think I it's it's, it's fucking the way that he punishes Holden in mm. this movie where he it's problematic in some senses where it's like you know uh, he believes that he's the guy to 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 turn a lesbian straight and he but gets that's what he wants and point. everything works that's out the whole great. point you know that's yeah, yeah, of that's course. yeah but his then, naive his the Yeah, his p-
1: punishment just... is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he
0: gets his punishment of being like too immature to understand what's happening in the here and now. and yeah. focuses too much on what was rather than what is.
1: Yeah, i well, completely hung up. Completely it's, hung up.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the fucking. I don't. Know. It's hard to get into it without getting into it. You know, what I mean, I'm trying to yeah, pull yeah, back yeah. a little
1: bit because I'm very
0: conscious that. Like, no, no, no.
1: I think Affleck in this film is fucking transcendental, and I think. There's a famous um, Kevin Smith quote about uh, if he remakes Jaws, Affleck will play the shark. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I believe it. Like the uh, His ability to portray that sort of wounded male ego, which we've all at some point in our lives, whether we were young teenagers or last week, experienced that sort of confused and pained upset based on nothing more than pride, which I think in the mid part of this film Affleck portrays perfectly. Um
0: I mean fuck I'm I'm in my thirties and there's there's moments where I still hmm. dance that line. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah
1: yeah and you suddenly realize hang about this isn't this isn't anything other than the fact that I've had my ego upset. Yeah of course. Yeah yeah.
0: But yeah yeah that happens <laughs> <laughs> more than I'm proud to admit. I think I think you <laughs> know that th- pride kicking in again But right? I think I
1: think it happens <laughs> I think it happens to a lot of men and I think that as much as I would never in a million years trade the issues of being my gender for being the issues of of being the other gender, you know, I'm I'm Mm. aware that I'm very lucky to be a man. Uh, I think one of the things that sort of the inverse of, you know, that whole thing of like, oh, if a guy fucks loads of girls, he's a stud, and he's congratulated and if a girl fucks loads of guys and then she's, you know, denigrated and she's a whore and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think the backside of that is, is that if a guy doesn't fuck loads of girls, he's made to feel socially like a loser and like he's not valid.
0: I couldn't agree more. And it starts at a very young age as well, like a worrying Yeah, 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 age.
1: yeah. If you're not getting laid, if you can't pull people and if you're not, you know, a sexual conqueror, then what's the fucking point in you? Yeah, dude. Um, and I it's, think that's a, that's the sort of flip side. And again, like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade places for fucking all the tea in China. Mm. But it, you have to admit that there are problems, and that's one of them that 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 whole sort of patriarchal thing creates for men nowhere fucking near what it makes for women. I don't think anyone
0: wins. You know what I mean? Oh no, god, think no one wins in any any of that situation.
1: But we all know who loses most. Yeah, of <laughs> and it ain't the blokes.
0: That's what I'm saying. Um, no, I, I get you. There's there's no winners. No. But there's very clear like fucking head starts and
1: 100%. I think the 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 representation of Every character's viewpoint in this film is so fantastic because nobody is nobody is wrong in an evil sense. There's no malice, good guys and bad guys. There's no malice. Yeah. There's people with differing aims and differing mm-hmm. wants and needs and differing levels of self-awareness about what they are. But they're all genuine. They're all incredibly genuine. And the person with the most self-awareness is Alyssa. Rob, this is why I love you, man. My <laughs> notes are almost
0: verbatim. What you've just <laughs> recited to me. Do you know how nice it is to have? your own opinions validated to you without you saying a word it literally on it i've got like a little bubble of love <laughs> right in like the pit of my dick you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. you got you got that slightly wet tip yeah yeah let me get my happy tissue <laughs> like even
1: someone like hooper x you know who is he gives a fantastic sort of mini monologue when they're shopping in the record shop about how you know he's a gay black man and in the only way he can have his career in the comic book industry something even as niche as that mm. is by by sort of cosplaying as this black rights activist furious you know hooper x yeah, yeah. and it reminded me there was a tweet uh, months ago some black guy and he was like uh, why are black people in films always fighting racism when are we going to get around to fighting dragons and shit and it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's that whole thing of like it's important and it's you know it for Hooper obviously that, that stuff is important, but that's not all of who he is. You know, there's yeah. more of who he is, but society isn't ready for that conversation yet. And for the fact that these characters exist in a film from nineteen ninety-seven is just insane.
0: It's fucking mind blowing When you really get into the grit like mm. into the nitty-gritty and you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is why we told you to pause it and go watch the film first, because the impact is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched this film when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I was in secondary school and I was, I was very much around the pressures of sort of like, uh, I was, I was still a virgin throughout like the whole of school. It was, it didn't yeah, really yeah. interest me. You know, left no left one claimed
1: park. they were, but everyone was.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. then, um, so I started having like mixed feelings towards different people, some yep. boys, some girls, and it was very sort of like growing up in a very small town. Everyone knows everyone's business. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? It was I mean, your, yours time. was
1: smaller than mine because mine was still a city. And even yeah. I was like, I can't. I can't. It wasn't. It wasn't risk-free to to, to experiment.
0: Yeah, because it so, would get back
1: to school, and then exactly. fucking assembly would find out, and then you're like, oh Christ! Then I am gay, dude. I couldn't go to a school outside of my little
0: village. There's like no. seven or eight little villages that make up my town. We're all mm-hmm. linked together by a shopping center. That's literally it. That I couldn't go to a school outside of my village because it, theoretically, it's too far away. Yeah. Like it's a bunch of, do you know what I mean? Like the travel thing is, and that was the schools that have like set this out. This isn't like my mom just being like, "No, I can't be fuck driving you, you know what I mean? This is Telford. you're not gonna be a fucking teacher, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like to go into this place, everyone knows everyone. I couldn't just fucking stand there and be sort of like,
1: hey. Can I see it? You know what (laughs) I mean? I mean, funnily enough, funnily enough, I had a, I had an inverse thing where my best mate for many years stood up mm-hmm. in the middle of assembly and just announced to the whole school uh, that he was gay. What a
0: fucking what, hero. What a hero,
1: very brave, uh, which then led to months of everyone going, oh, it's really sweet, you and Matt, and me being like, what? I'm like, well, you guys are partners, right? And I'm like, no, we're just mates. And it went on for so long that I was like, fuck, maybe I am gay. And then I gave it a go. <laughs> I gave it a go and it was like okay that's not for me but I like I yeah. was at least uh, you know it was a it, it it was a it was a very confusing I, I I feel like anybody who goes through their teenage years without at least questioning it is mm. is is critically uh lacks critical self-awareness I ended up watching this at my
0: fucking at my crush's house right Oof. it was uh, me and this guy ended up watching this film we were both in fucking tears because of how like rough it was and that's uh that's the first that was my first sort of like kiss with a guy yeah ever
1: manoa yeah. mano
0: and mano. it was a mano, mano and it was a moment where i was like oh yeah there's definitely something there isn't there yeah, yeah. Mm. should probably look into this at some point and then 25 years later <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> <laughs> the fast track to now like cuz it was it was kind of confusing the whole way like when yeah. that initially happened i was like well that's it okay yep. i'm uh, i'm just into dudes now
1: yeah yeah and yeah Cause i you, was you, still
0: finding women attractive and i was like oh there's something there yeah and it took me fucking like decades to figure out that it's just personality i couldn't give a fuck whether it's in anywhere or an outy. i think, I, mean? think um,
1: <laughs> I think if I, I was fortunate enough to be raised in a in a place uh, and with people where oh my definitions of masculinity, masculinity and, and being a man were, were broad enough to sort of include, you know, I, when I was growing up, I would like borrow mum's dresses and, and jewelry and like, I'd be like six or seven or whatever and be like, I'm a lady. And at no point did that sort of um, threaten my, my perception of myself as a man. And uh, you growing up in a small town, that whole sexual uh, query of like, literally query of like, am I gay? Am I not? Mm. Uh, didn't, didn't sort of impinge on my gender identity. I I hear what you're saying. I hear, I'm I think growing up in a very
0: very small town, it was difficult to experiment. Yeah. Sexually, oh, without definitely. without uh, everyone knew everyone. Everyone yeah. had everyone's business in their mouths. You know what I mean. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah (laughs) so to to sort of openly experiment stuff like this it would especially being in high school i mean high school's fucking rough at the best of times you know what i mean
1: it's literally if if you if you if you pick the wrong person to experiment with you'd go into school the next day and the whole assembly would know that's a hundred percent it and i mean you you look at stuff
0: like back when i was back when i was confused maybe Mm. not confused confused the wrong word curious yeah curious when i was curious as to okay so i i have feelings for for this person of the you know the same sex as me yep. and i also have feelings for other people of the opposite sex to me yep and I also on what is have... this what am i exactly uh, so that was all going on but i think back then the language that we had it wasn't it wasn't it... so
1: discreet it wasn't labels based it was exactly spectrum it was... based it was like it's a spectrum and you'll be somewhere on this sliding scale and i think exactly the thing with steve is that steve has come along and suggested that we all put label ourselves into individual buckets steve has come
0: along and said that everyone should care about should care about the label yeah which and identify with the label exactly but i'm from my very very limited experience that's never been that's never been a thing you know what i mean how do you mean i have never given a human being preferential treatment based on a gender identity if it's a if it's if you are male if you are female if you are transitioning if you Mm -hmm. are transgender if you are anything it doesn't it doesn't it's like number
1: 10 or 11 on the attributes list when i'm writing if someone asks me to describe somebody and and what i value about them it's going to be barely on the list if it's on there at all their gender identity i'm not going to value somebody because of their gender identity I'm of gonna course. value them because of their personality and, and I'm certainly yeah, I think I think it's an interesting thing because it's so difficult to talk about, you know, even the fact that we're referring to the the huge change in social attitudes over the last few years as Steve. Yeah. It's so difficult as as a straight white, I mean, I'm middle class, I grew up working class, but I'm middle class now. Yeah. And well not straight, but straight enough um yeah, yeah. Uh, guy to talk about these issues without stepping on landmines and then if you step on a landmine you have to make sure that it's it's clear that it wasn't out of malice it was out of ignorance um i feel like the landmines are like i it's it's my fault but
0: i i sometimes fail to see the landmines and i i understand that's a flaw i think everyone does i sometimes fail to see the landmines but it's because that if if i love you mm. then i love you for you not yeah. for you know the body that you're in yeah or the you know what i mean it's it's hmm. like if if we have a similar me and you have a similar taste in movies me and you yes. have a similar taste in music me and you have a similar taste in w- what's a fun way to spend your time yeah 100 uh, percent. and i, I fucking love everything about that if you were if you were to turn around tomorrow and say uh, i'm gonna transition into a woman i'd be like that's that's cool i mean you'd be more Does than this that because you'd be like
1: finally i can get in there. <laughs> yeah, i mean
0: yeah Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I think the landmines thing is, I think, I think, I think, if we as people are gonna uh, have these conversations that need to be had, we have to accept the fact that landmines are going to be stepped on, and trust the people who um, are part of the communities that we're discussing to to trust us that it comes from a place of ignorance, not malice, and 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 learn from. Um, because I think something that this film's particularly good at is highlighting the the huge chasm of the 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 diff, the dis, uh, the distance and the difference between what holden thinks he understands and what he does understand 100%. and i think i think that's something that we're still going through today um is that difference between what you think you understand and what you do understand um but no i'm with you i've never i've never had someone's gender identity as the thing that defines them and i think when I, when I go onto someone's socials and I see their pronouns and sexual preferences, the first thing I see of them, I'm like, really? Because surely there's something more interesting than that. What's what's your who's your favorite Harry Potter?
0: Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Yeah. Uh, do before you go. What's your like bedtime ritual? Do you read? Do you watch movies? Do you fall asleep watching dumb shit on YouTube? I want to know that. Like that's the interesting shit that I want to know. But then,
1: but then is that a is that is, is this you know what you and I just said there is that a privileged thing because we're allowed to have, you know, that sort of thing like, we're from a position where our gender identity is so much the social norm that it's never commented on and it's never of note and therefore we don't have to specify it out of the gate. We just assume that everyone's okay with it because everyone always is. Whereas if you're from a uh, a non-binary or or or, or a transsexual gender identity you, you know it's not by choice that they're there but they're there because of the way society sort of makes them necessary to be there. I don't know. Get in touch with us. Let us know. We we, we we're willing to learn. I'd l- I would love I would
0: love to learn. I would love to I would love to have I'd love to be. Do you know what we
1: should do? We should do an episode on um, either Hedwig and the Angry Inch because it's my favorite film.
0: That's a heartbreaking we, movie. We could
1: do some research and find some other sort of um, some other sort of movies that deal with with these issues, and then maybe invite a guest on who's a bit more qualified to talk about them than we are.
0: I would actually love that. I would. I wicked. would really, really enjoy that. I think it would give us a nice, fresh perspective onto issues that are obviously like very very important today and clearly we're being tackled back in 1997 when we when chase name beginning was, to be yeah do you know what i mean but kevin yeah. smith was fucking years ahead of his time for for shining a light on on the issues back then and to for us to still have this discussion now but
1: and have this film still be relevant to the to the discussion is incredible
0: insanely good i mean except for now there's 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 a lot more of a discussion to be had and every there is like mm-hmm. a lot more information a lot more education out there that i think would benefit I know that I would benefit from it 100 yeah. percent uh, I mean we've spoken about this a couple times
1: and yeah you know what I mean let's get it done let's do it that's great I think a large part of that I think a large part of this film is precisely that is that you know the only person who cares about Alyssa's past really is Holden. I well, think the only person that cares about it. The only person that has an issue with it. Well, exactly. That's the okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, okay, okay, the, okay. Only, the only person that, that, that has any sort of trouble dealing with it. Uh, Banky has got his own reasons for having his issues, and it's not actually because he has any issues with Alyssa whatsoever.
0: He has uh, no issues with Alyssa. I think he is just genuinely uh, inexperienced and immature and has no fucking clue... No. Uh, what happens on on you know like from yeah.
1: Alyssa's side of the coin? So he's None just
0: he's like a child. He has this like child. Oh my God! Wonder. There's a there's
1: a fantastic scene, and I think it 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 pays it it pays to credit. You know, this is Kevin Smith. Some of Kevin Smith's best writing, but some of his best direction. Right. So when mm-hmm. Banky and Alyssa are talking about the sexual injuries um, in oh the bar, my God. right, Amazing. and the camera slowly, slowly tightens and tightens and tightens, so that it no longer includes Holden. Yep. And the conversation goes on, and Holden's there, but he's not in the shot because he's not in the conversation because he's literally cut out of the conversation by the frame and by them talking. It's such a clever bit of direction that, that Smith indicates how cut out of the conversation Holden's feeling by literally cutting him out of the frame. And I'm just watching it going, I'm going to struggle to find a Kevin Smith film I enjoy more than this one. Tusk.
0: <laughs> 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 you tell me a better man gets forcibly turned into a walrus movie than tusk and i'll i'll, I'll all right there's a challenge there's a challenge find me a movie where yep. a man is forcibly turned into a walrus yep that's better than tusk and does I it have will, to be a walrus or, or does it ahead. have to involve some sort of tusk uh, or horn uh no it's tusk for a walrus
1: fine i guess what about uh, elephant or a warthog. I don't know. I mean, or a c- boar. No, I think that's going to open up doors <laughs> to like ivory trade. What did you just say? Well, like a boar? I, maybe.
0: Boar, they got tusks. Maybe. I think elephant tusks are going to open up doors to like ivory trade movies and shit. Like, and you're just
1: going to yeah, yeah, like a, a weird diamond. Yeah, do you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> you're going to end up showing me like a documentary on the grand piano or some yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah. Some really really dark sort of 1950s yeah. Weimar Republic German art house film. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you can call it art house. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I get I do get what you're saying. That that mm. part
0: that whole part of the film is so ingenious because mm-hmm. like the the relationship between Banky and Alyssa is incredibly strained, right? Both yeah. before this because of you know, rumors Banky'd heard, or like the fact that Holden and Alyssa uh, are sort of getting closer and hanging out mm. more, and Holden's bailing on Banky and their prior commitments to their job, like mm-hmm. working together. So the strain's huge. The strain is huge. It's weird, little like it's almost like a love triangle. Um, I,
1: th- I would say it is exactly that. Yeah, it's just it's it's different kinds of love, and it's different I levels of. We need to have a talk about this in a moment because. I have a
0: thought <laughs> okay <laughs> but there's that going on but it's mm. the fucking it's the way that they find they find common ground in mm. the fact that banky is sexually immature yeah. massively inappropriate full of like childhood wonder but is genuinely excited yeah. by Alyssa's stories because yeah, he yeah, has yeah. no he's there's no, no judgment there's no judgment because there's no personal investment it's no. almost like holden is more advanced than banky in some ways and banky is far more advanced mm. than holden in some ways yeah. and totally. together they kind of like yin and yang they kind of balance each other out, which i
1: think is exactly why their professional relationship has worked to exactly. the degree that it has and you know especially makes makes writing fucking...
0: what they're writing i know right <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: what makes it great but fucking it's it's that whole scene is just it is just one of the most mm. Oh no, In, it's incredible! Oh, man, it's incredible. I can't get around to it. I can't. I what can't even really Put it into fucking words. What? Yeah, it's, more, it's not really a thought. It's more of a question. Like, what do you, what did you make of uh, towards the end of the movie to Ben Affleck's to Holden's like big,
1: oh, big plan it, it's to just save incredibly painful, incredibly so, painful, and incredibly belittling to everybody involved, and and just just such a symptom of his. But what his, did it say about Banky's sexuality? Was Banky? I, no, Banky I think Banky. The... I think I think Banky. I think Banky has unresolved uh, romantic and possibly sexual feelings uh, towards Holden, right? Yeah, towards Holden. But okay. but I don't necessarily think they are. I don't think necessarily think he's bi, pan, whatever. No, no, I don't. I, I see. This I is the interesting
0: thing, though, because mm. I
1: don't think it's any of those. I no, just I think genuinely, it's a, it's a, think it's a, it's a, it's a love. And it's a, it's a, it's a, whether it's a sort of friendship love or a professional love or whatever, he feels that his relationship and his deep seated love with his friend is going to be threatened Mm -hmm. by a relationship that means as much to Holden as the one with Alyssa does.
0: I think it's because he's so fucking like sexually immature Mm. and sort of emotionally, not underdeveloped. That's a rude way to put it. But. An accurate way, line, but yeah. Rude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's emotionally undeveloped and kind yeah. of sexually like inexperienced. I think that there is there's a blurred boundary mm. between the love that Banky has for Holden and what yeah. he's willing to do for that love. Yes, hundred percent that relationship.
1: And I think it's incredible writing that it's left undefined the way oh, that I do it d- is. I
0: don't because it kind of gets me because this yeah. that moment in the movie where it was completely undefined yeah. was it's me. Yeah. bear in mind i'm a fucking teenager i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a teenager sitting in yeah your crushes my first guy crushes room watching this movie and that moment out. comes up and the atmosphere changes yeah and it was like a mutual thing and it was like yeah. a oh fuck okay <laughs> and then yeah. it was like a, let's see where this goes and it goes nowhere and you're like fuck you kevin <laughs> fuck you right in the mouth because now this is a discussion. <laughs> In my weird little teenage
1: body and my fucking yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. brain, that's all
0: like. But again, it's drug literally, that, it's,
1: it's literally that, uh, <laughs> that 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 thing that Alyssa says to says to Holden. How dare you? How dare you throw this in my face and 100%. make me question all this?
0: Yeah, how dare you <laughs> force me to question my entire <laughs> fucking being? Yeah, dude, this film like, it just hits on so many fucking levels. Just it's talking an incredibly
1: it well written film. I just want to go watch it again. And I th- I think I think in a in a weird moment that i i noticed while i was editing the last episode and i was watching this the the silent bob um the silent bob monologue in this is incredible it's from where the film gets its name uh and it's it's something that i think anybody who's ever been in a relationship ever can relate to when he when he delivers his speech but i think the one that relates most to this film is believe it or not found in Morat's. And the reason i I believe it's found in more rats is because more rats for me is kevin smith trying to make a film that everybody else will relate to trying to make a film for everyone else it's a high school romance film broad comedy trying to play to the crowd and this is the opposite clerks was the opposite this was the opposite Mm -hmm. and uh jason mused jay says to says to silent bob at the end of more it's like oh my god i can't believe you finally spoke and Silent Bob said, I finally had something to say, which is the exact same thing that Holden is looking for when he's looking to write his next oh,
0: book. Oh, you're so fucking right. What's it? Because they're walking in the park and they're talking. Yeah. She's like, what's your next project? What What do you think? Because they get off of the TV mm-hmm. show, right? The cartoon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not sure I want to do it. I think I need to do something else. What are you mm-hmm. looking for? I don't know.
1: I don't really have anything to say. Yep. And this is Kevin Smith having found something personal to say because that's Kevin Smith uses beautiful. that exact line as sign it Bob, ill rats. And I think that's where I struggle with more is it's not Kevin Smith saying something from him. Mm-hmm. It's telling me, it's Kevin Smith trying to tell me what he thinks we all want to hear from him. And he's, he's at his best when he says something that he has no idea if anyone else will relate to
0: no i get i get where you're coming from now with the More rats thing mm. i'm not gonna lie i was struggling with the More rats episode but i get it i get it i it's, think i'm gonna dis, i'm gonna politely disagree with you on it because i think it's <laughs> kevin smith going comedy nowadays is bullshit mm-hmm. here's what it could be mm-hmm. have you ever seen a movie where a guy puts his hand in his asshole and then feeds a, fair, a fully fair, grown fair, adult fair. male yeah it's him killing pretzel? the sacred cows of, yeah of, of course It's like
1: it's like you comedies have this yeah you know let's I mean? really go over the edge but yeah, i f- but i feel like i feel like this one is, it's it's it yeah it's kevin smith finally had something personal to say and for that mm-hmm. reason this is why it for me it's a 10 100 a 10 it's a 10 out of 10 all day long all day long and if you've got to the end of this podcast and you haven't seen the film you're a fucking chump you are an idiot sir ma'am they Frick.
0: that's gonna be my pronoun from now on yeah yeah he him sometimes prick yeah great that's it that's how it goes what we do next week ben uh next week we shall be continuing with the kevin smith viewers universe incredible covering the religiously charged fucking starstruck cast of dogma super excited to talk about that one i know yep. you are too
1: more of a comedy so we might not get so intensely personally self-reflective and uh brazenly honest with you i'd like that I'd yeah, like yeah. that. it'd be good I'm, I little, little, I like
0: I'm, a, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable right now to be fair like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah the a couple of kevin there. smith films you just sort of open up a bit and then yeah. you're like oh i said the thing uh yeah. so it's fine we'll we'll get we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll round off the kevin smith films and then we'll get back to doing some uh, some b movies how's that
0: yeah, that sounds awesome, man. That sounds good. Maybe even the, the B
1: movie with Jerry Seinfeld.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely not.
0: We will do that. If the if we ever release a, an episode on the B movie, no, it is the last episode that we will ever be doing. Like Okay, I'm down with off. that. I'm down with All that. Right. We'll
1: sign off with the B movie. Yeah
0: I'm, yeah. I'm putting this in I'm putting it in our Discord right now. <laughs> I need to move my Hydro Flask out of the way because yes, Clink, I see you in our Discord <laughs> giving me shit about my Hydro Flask. Okay. My, I'm proud of my Hydro uh... Flask okay Uh, yeah well that's join our discord that's what i'm that's what the outro should be join our discord yeah it's fun people in there it's fine apparently i'm getting treated to scrunchies soon (laughs) if you want in on that joke
1: it's in the discord yeah and uh until then love you loads see you soon take care Bye. Bye. bye